2: Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience. Sunday live week two. We got rankings, we got injury updates, we got game previews and updated spreads along some DraftKings ownership and picks. I got my coffee, because it's still early for me. I'm an afternoon-type person, not a morning-type person. I got a fresh new haircut. Gary and Thorne is in studio. He's got his woman's glasses with him.
1: Thank you. Uh, yeah. You're never going to not live that damn. I mean, they're fine. I like them. Well, that's good. It's cool. I don't know if it's cool. I mean, it's cool to be yourself. Yeah, I don't know about I that. I le- yeah. Hey, that weird. sounds like new-age hippie
2: nonsense there, pal. It's fair. You, you wear some men's glasses next week. Um... We got some injuries right off the top here before we get to the guests. The viewer chat will be coming at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. So if you load your questions down, we're not going to answer those. Because we're going to call for the questions. Then we'll start from there. And then you might get banned for life. So I mean, there's a chance. There's I mean, people are getting banned for life. That's going to happen. But they're we'll, learning. Though we'll establish the rules at 10:25 a.m. Eastern yes. time before we get into the questions. Share the show around on social media. Uh, if you're watching the Periscope feed, you know, give it a retweet. Share it on Facebook. Tell people about it. Tell, just yell at your wife. I mean, I guess if you're watching fantasy football at 9:30 in the morning, you probably don't have a wife, but you know your roommates or something like that.
1: She's definitely not awake
2: or caring what you're up to. You'd yeah. Be like, "What the hell are you doing here? This is ridiculous." It's, uh, take the kid out yeah. Sunday morning. What are you doing? Um, also, if you want to get into a draw for 20 DK dollars, what you do is smash the like button for the episode. Always smash the like button for the episode. Leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section, not the live chat, the comment section. Tell me who you think the slate breaker is going to be on DraftKings in week two. Week one, who would you say it was? Hollywood Brown
1: or Sammy Watkins? Uh, probably Sammy. Because people actually used him? Yeah, I think he was actually someone in lineups. Yeah. Uh, Eckler. Eckler was was, a slate breaker. Pretty big. Derek Henry was huge. Um, the problem with breaking a slate that everyone who suited up scored twenty points in is just kind of hard, just sort of difficult because everyone did really, really well. So we'll, yeah, we'll see if that uh, reverses itself a little bit. Yeah, this prob-
2: probably a good week to start like smashing some unders. If you have one week where a lot of points are scored, then you go the other way the next week. The zigzag. Uh, Here are some maybe's we have for the injury report. Mike Williams appears like he's going to play, although the Chargers did promote Andre Patton. General Patton from the practice squad. That could be a deep fake, so we don't know. They're talking about just using him in the red zone only. I I can't advocate starting Mike Williams this week in sort of any format. You should have better options at this point with a guy who might play 10% of the snaps. Sort of like Antonio Brown for me. We'll get into him in a little bit. Unlikely to play from the offensive line. David Bakhtiari is currently working out to see if he can play this week against the Vikings uh, all inactives will be released at 11:30 a.m. Eastern time so after we get off air we're trying to give you a heads up uh, Eric Fisher with the Chiefs unlikely to play on um, the defensive line Ezekiel Anza is probably not going to play against the Steelers for the Seahawks the Patriots right tackle Marcus Cannon Cannons to the left of them
1: Cannons! maybe, maybe, maybe not though to the
2: right <laughs> will not be there he's not playing Titans right guard Kevin Pampfile ooh he's not playing and the Lions left tackle Tyler Decker hardly newer Not playing in week two. Good for the Chargers offer oh, good for the Chargers' defensive line. Sneaky D this week too—that people just are not playing. Nick Foles expected back week week eleven now. At least that's a target for him. Minchu Walk will be playing yeah, in his place if he
1: gets his job back.
2: If yeah, if he gets if, if he loses like the mustache battle to Minshew oh. Walk, uh, Joe Mixon looks like he's going to play, but like not a lot. And Dr. Jesse Morris on Friday show says that like with a low ankle sprain, he'll be limited, not a hundred percent anyway. Plus, the chances of him re-injuring himself are super high. So if someone dropped Joe. Bernard after picking him up thinking hey Joe Mixon's playing I'm not going to play Gio Bernard you probably don't play Gio Bernard unless Mixon sits but go scoop him back up because I could see Mixon getting hurt again
1: yeah I mean this is sort of I mean this particular player it tended to go the opposite direction but it's it's a lot like how we were dealing with Matt Barreto last season where at least two different times he re-aggravated the same ankle injury like it's it's just something that's subject to happen uh, and you would also think that I don't want to say it was fluky that the Bengals stayed in that game with the Seahawks, although like that second Joe Mixon touchdown was Yo, a
2: J- John Ross
1: touchdown. Or, or John Ross touchdown was a complete misplay by a Seattle safety, but it's very likely that even if Joe Mixon were to stay healthy in this contest, and I know he's technically a bell-cow back, uh
2: he's not going to be this. The game
1: the game script would lean towards Gio, Gio getting in there anyway.
2: Would so. you if you had both them would you start Gio over Mixon? I think I would, yeah that's really close. I have them way down in the rankings. Hopefully you can find someone better. Play Chris Thompson instead. You'll be fine. Um, Questionable. So Mixon, Le'Veon Bell looks like he's going to play. Mark Ingram looks like he's going to play. James White, his wife is pregnant. So just keep up to date on that before game time. He, like, might leave halfway through the game. (laughs)
1: might not have to stay
2: yeah it's true just like he's taking the early flight out of miami back home so just be cognizant of that juju lockett kiki uh, and demarius thomas are all questionable demarius thomas i would say is probably leaning on not playing the other three guys probably will play baker and watson gonna play burton and mark andrews both both look like they're going to play as well uh rashard higgins walt disley and matt the lacostitute probably not gonna play devin coleman Dontrell hilliard a.j green Tyree Kill, David Moore, Albert Wilson, Trent Taylor, Sterling Shepard, Jalen, you heard, Marquise Lee, Nick Foles, Hunter Henry, and Jordan Reed, and Quincy Inunua all out for week two. Inunua out for the season, obviously. Callaway, Tate, Herndon, and Ben Watson all still suspended. Darius Guys put on IR, and Melvin Gordon still currently holding out on his contract, so continue to play Austin Eckler. The only other one we didn't mention, uh, Sam Darnold. Has mono, and the reason he got mono is from this guy kissing his ass, Tim Andagust!
0: Tim Andagust.
3: It's not my name.
2: You now have a public forum, sir. Everyone on the jets is dead or dying.
3: You did this. Your fault. Your fault. First, it's not my response. It's not my fault. Secondly, it's infuriating that the help that that, that it got to here. NFL players catching mononucleosis is incredibly rare. It's annoying because now I basically have to write off an entire season where we're unable to evaluate. Darnell. Luckily, he's like still the youngest starting quarterback in the league, so you know it, yeah, he's got more time than just about anybody else. But it's annoying that a whole year is, is, is up in smoke like this. However, we've got a very competent backup quarterback, so I, I'm feeling better about it anyway.
1: Are you surprised that it was Sam Darnold and not sexy Mark Sanchez that got mono? Yeah, I mean it I'm seems really out of left field.
3: someone gets mono, I, I wish him the best. I hope he gets healthy. But oh I no, don't oh no, oh! I mean, I the don't
1: kid,
2: know. the poor guy's already
3: quarantined. I wonder if he's back before Halloween. I doubt it.
2: I, I guess it depends on what the like. What's the? We were trying to figure out before the show. What's the best case for the show? what happens monday night also if you play in the gup super seven um i'm not saying the browns are free money because the jets could definitely win this game for sure but you're getting four free points because the lines get well, locked in on yeah. thursday right so you get them at minus three and i think it's minus. but it does seven. make
3: the jets a real contrarian pick if you were looking to try to get one on the crowd right it also it, it also seems like a, it
2: also seems like a bad pick at this point
3: yeah, I agree. I mean, I think the fact that it's six and a half is also dumb. Like, the Browns should certainly be favored, but six and a half is ridiculous with a Browns team that just got their doors blown off by a middling team at best in Tennessee. And they lost by 30 points, uh, and now they're going to be favored by six and a half on the road. Uh, seems like a mitful, and it seems like, I don't know if the Browns are good enough to beat anybody or to be favored sorry, over anybody right now by six and a half, so it's interesting.
0: It's good mean, but it's Jets, you know, the Jets so did days. just
1: blow a 16 nothing lead to a team that I wasn't 100% sure could score points. Buffalo's um, a
3: darn good team. A, a darn good oh, team. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. Everyone knows that that second-best team in the AFC East, always really good. Oh, of course. Even when they win 10 games, people say, like, that, those records don't count, Pat. They always have easy schedules. But no, it counts. It counts, and they're good. Every single time it comes through.
2: I'm just shocked he's not still proclaiming Miami's really good.
3: No, the Dolphins are terrible, but they don't want to win.
2: So are you going to take credit for cursing the poor Jets?
3: I didn't curse anything. It was very unfortunate that things have gone the way they are. Uh, I'm still quite torn up about it, but I've also come to peace with it. I'm trying, I'm in a, I'm trying to get into a Zen place about these things where you know, I can't control it. The year is basically a write-off now. Anything we get is gravy. I'm okay with that, uh, you know. There's nothing I can do about it, but just sit back and enjoy the flames of various teams burn, crashing and burning that I don't like. Oh, uh, so so you're know. going
1: to enjoy the season ironically by being zen? It sounds very millennial of you. It though. does,
3: very
2: hipsterish, Tim.
3: Well, I've got nothing, but, but I've got nothing left to hope for. So it sounds what, very hope, millennial of
2: you. You've already uh, proclaimed that you're in on Simeon, though.
3: Well, Simeon, you know, Simeon was a Pro Bowler, or at least mm-hmm. invited yep. to a Pro Bowl and declined. Uh, you know, he's had multiple games with a ninety uh passer rating and 90 look, yards passing no a 90 passer <laughs> rating 90 passer rating I mean look I mean Mariota tore up oh, a, a very poor Browns team. Mariota did not tear up the Browns last week no, by the I mean, way.
2: Pe- penalties
1: mostly picked
2: up
3: well, the. Browns there was, the also, last there week. was also Walker played great but Walker was going to the Browns are terrible against yeah, tight There's was 175
1: so was yards screen, on. screen pass. Derrick Henry screen pass.
3: The most I mean, sustainable the Brown, of sustainable offenses. And, and, but, and, but, and, but and AJ Brown, and Brown ended up with the like bluntly. the 50 Browns a bad football team. The Browns are bereft of talent at many positions outside of like wide receiver. And I, I think the joke is still a pretty good guy. And of course, in the secondary, they're quite good. But at quarterback, they're middling at best. At running back, they're above average. I think Chubby is overrated, and we saw it last week. And you know, so I mean, so the idea that they're six and a half point favorites on the road on Monday night, I, I think there's now at this point there is value on the Jets to be sure. I mean, I, I think the Browns have all their work cut out for them to come close to covering that number.
2: Well, after hearing all of this, I'm going to take the Browns minus six yeah, and a half. Feeling,
1: feeling pretty confident at this point, the Browns are going to pull this out. Uh, so,
2: Tim, you're, you're plus six and a half of the
1: Jets?
3: Now I am, yes. No, I, 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 I think that that's, uh, that's the play. I just think it's, it's silly that the Browns are six and a half point favorites. All
2: right. We should probably talk about Sunday. Yeah. And things that are going sure. on. Why not? Yeah, so
3: let's put our perspicacity towards
2: that. Let's do it. Yeah. Where do you want to start here? You want to talk about some changing spreads? Yeah, sure. sure. Okay, so the biggest one right now that I've seen is that the Jags are now down to plus seven and a half, although the money still seems to be coming in on the Texans. I really want to bet over total sacks in this game, but they won't release a line on it. I think they know what's that's, going on here.
1: I us going to say, that's probably a, uh, a good idea from the books.
2: So I really only made two bets this week in terms of actual spread bets. The Jags are one of them. I got them at eight and a half. I'd still bet the plus seven and a half, and I think that they're a live outright winner here. At three yeah dimensions. I don't
3: there's not a huge difference numerically between seven and a half and eight and a half when it comes to you know like key numbers so you're if you like them at eight and a half you still like them at seven and a half yeah no I
1: agree. I agree um this seems like one of those games sort of like we all were in on the Colts last week where the line is just too big um and they left
2: box their way into covering that spread
1: it was oh. fantastic I mean I would you know, you could call it luck, but they also missed like seven really rudimentary things that they could have just made that really easy yeah. for them to hit that line. Yeah, and they, you know, the, they,
2: they, they missed two field goals, an extra point. Ebron dropped a touchdown. That was going to be
3: it a, a classic. back made probably the play of what will be the play of the year. Oh yeah, the Malik Hooker
1: interception was incredible. Uh, yeah, like, but you that look
3: was have a better play.
1: <laughs> that was going to be a classic. Tim says he was on the right side of the bet, even though the bet lost game. Yes, although um, I think he picked the Chargers fair
3: no, which is probably, which is probably why like, we won on the right side of that game. um but
1: i think that the texans are clearly a very flawed team and but they're oh, so yeah.
2: they're so good at some things and so horrible at other things so here's they my are a fantastic with, offense but because this, this they coached
3: like, by the worst coach in professional football and that's and there's a definitive gap between him and everybody else no, matt patricia is, is very close that is no. that is very true. But no, there's, still this perception,
1: there's still this perception that the Texans have this amazing defense.
2: They don't. They don't. No.
1: Uh, and you go back to last season, they had this in really weird run where they faced like seven consecutive backup quarterbacks, and it inflated their defensive numbers. And then as soon as they had to face just even like replacement level NFL quarterbacks, they gave up over 350 yards passing per game. And it, you know, Drew Brees is Drew Brees, but it happened again last week. They have not fixed... This passing defense at all and if you can put two guys on J.J. Watt like the Saints did they're not getting any pass rush so, so I, I think Minshew Walk is gonna have a really good game
2: I don't know if he's gonna have a really good game they cut Aaron Colvin so D.D. Westbrook is now is, is it a good thing or a bad thing Cause like you cut your slot corner is the guy behind him better he would have to be right He's not great, but he would I w- I would say presumably has to be better. It just
1: makes the entire situation that they are bad at that position.
2: I, I, just, I like Dede where he lines up in this game. I think he's going to just soak in a lot of receptions. Who knows how? You fun. don't think
1: DJ Chalk will get 35 yards per target this week?
2: The Chark Attack? Chark of Darkness? Yeah. Or Chark.
1: Heart of Charkness? Heart of Charkness. Heart of <laughs> there
2: Darkness. There he goes. <laughs> now, now you got it. I got it. If that's, a, that's a Paul Shag special. So Westbrook, I like. Fournette, I really like DraftKings-wise this week because he's not getting, he played 87% of the snaps well, last he's week. was right
1: there by Jacobs and Eckler, too.
2: No, Jacobs is way lower. Oh, Jacobs is, is $4,700. Oh, who am I thinking of? Uh, Michelle is there. Sorry, Michelle at 6200 yeah, yeah, I, I, I actually like 6-1. all of those guys. And Derrick Henry is right there, too. Sure, I but I
1: just like. feel like of the three, he is going to be the one who is the least owned.
2: Carson is there as well. Right. Uh, just $100 more. So $6,300, I like Fournette. On the Texan side, uh, with no A.J. Boye, you have to assume Jalen Ramsey does his best to limit DeAndre Hopkins, which I would project for like a seven-catch, 77-yard game. Like, Hopkins is still great and can yep. outperform that, but if there's a game he's going to be limited in, Ramsey's had a modicum of success slowing him down. But without Boye and Kiki returning, Will Fuller's super live to catch a deep one here. Oh, yeah. But the biggest— well, he,
1: he did last week. It just so happened the play started at the three-yard line, not yes. the 40-yard
2: line. But I think with Kiki back, that really hurts Duke Johnson and the yeah. amount of work that he's going to get out of the backfield receiving the ball. I actually think
1: Kiki's kind of sneaky at 3,800.
3: Oh, points. God. Everyone loves this guy. He never plays. Uh, you can't start him. Plays, you can't go near him.
1: he's quite good. Yeah. He
3: as long play. as he's the playing, beauty, he's the playing, beauty he's of daily
1: fantasy is we know he's you going to play. cannot
3: roster him this week. That would be madness.
1: Wow, this seems like it's really lining up for a big Kiki day. Yeah, big Kiki day. Big day. day. I, I, I only played five lineups this
2: week. He's in one, so I, I enjoy that so much. Uh, the, the biggest thing in this game, the like I said, Jags to cover, I really like. I also like Deshaun Watson under 29 and a half rushing yards. And if you could find total sacks, if it's six and a half, I'd still take the over on that, because that's the biggest thing with this game. Turns out getting an offensive lineman who's like, okay, uh, doesn't solve your problems at offensive line. Yeah. And Watson's hurt. Like, he's yeah. already hurt. Yeah, he might not make it His back is already messed game. up.
1: It was funny watching the first two sacks of that game, where, you know, he was able, Tunsell, to hold his block, but all four <laughs> other positions just got completely plowed. Um, yeah, that line is so bad.
2: And they, it, like everything that the Texans don't do well, really feeds into what the Jags actually do do well. So I think that's why it's just a weird stylistic matchup here. Like I'm not thinking it's going to be the same as when Tim picked Houston in Survivor Week One two years ago, and Saxonville showed up. But like if they ended up with five, six, seven sacks here, I'm not going to be stunned.
1: Yeah. I, look, I just think this is a spot that is incredibly live for at the very least a backdoor cover i i have it's also a no very faith.
3: interesting test to see what the jaguars defense has because me yeah they got torn apart last week but they also played the chiefs they get torn apart two weeks in a row uh then we have to stop talking about the jaguars having a good defense like that that has to be put away for a while I mean, If you was, can't i I, any... I, don't, I
2: don't think that we talk about them anymore like they're some elite unit but well we
3: may not but in the in the general parlance of the time it, it, cer- it certainly is
2: I guess so. I mean, the general the,
1: parlance of the, the, the
3: one that's thing that's to that's say, it, it,
2: it's, it's tough to kind of judge where they're at. Cause like you said, they play the Chiefs. the Chiefs make everybody look bad. Like that's just going to happen. Well,
3: not everybody.
2: Not the Patriots, I guess. Not this week. Yeah. They're not going to make Oakland's defense look bad. That's not going to happen. You're, you're I don't
3: correct. think so. I think the Raiders are very, very live in that game. They're my favorite stack of the week too.
2: they they are so one of the better let's, stacks. Let's,
1: let's just run down once again. Tim's favorite stack of the week, entering week two. Week one, the, Dolphins. the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> End of list. So that worked out amazing. And I would also bet I actually that like Tim it. doesn't even know who Preston Williams is, the only person who scored the Dolphins touchdown. So
3: I, I don't know who he is, no. There we go. I don't. Go.
2: He's on my keeper team. He's great.
3: Drafted. No, Raiders and Redskins are my two favorite stacks of the week
2: your two favorite stacks that's total what, 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 what 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 is what is your redskin stack i'm very curious to hear this
3: keenum peterson because it's an ap week
2: so you're stacking the quarterback with the running back that doesn't catch passes
3: and davis wow
2: so you're all out on Vernon so Davis last week. Now you're all in on the, Vernon the Davis. The only two Correct. names
1: that came to my mind were, I really like Chris Thompson at 3-9. Terry McLaurin had a nice week at 3 Terry,
2: nine. Terry McLaurin, Thompson, Keenum makes far more sense as a part of an actual <laughs> stack because those guys correlate
3: together. Uh, a- AP's going to score a touchdown and have over 100 yards rushing today. He's a must start at his price. Must.
1: I can't see the Redskins getting out to he's a caught, But Listen, a second, he is the
2: AP whisperer. He knows I, he knows I understand things. that. That is the one and thing. He's the only
3: we've... real ball carrier they've got for this game so it's him
1: they might only need to run the football five times this week um i I, again i'm gonna go on a limb and say they don't get up 17 nothing again and that's really the biggest selling point for a guy like thompson is that was a game where maybe for the only time this season the redskins could have possibly scripted out thompson and he still was targeted 10 times
3: i think the redskins are very very live to win today
2: as they should be. Like If you look at the public spread percentages, it's kind of settled at minus 5 right now. Now it's back to minus 5.5. So it opened at 4.5. It got up to 5.5. Dropped back to 5. Now back to 5.5. People are just steaming Dallas here. And I'm, I didn't bet the game it is one of my Super 7 picks. I like Dallas a lot, but it does worry me that the world is on Dallas. This is a division game. They're on the road Wonky it's stuff an early game
3: too. Dallas never plays two o'clock games, so like the time is weird for them too. For a team that's very rarely affected by this, I just the the the, the the
2: the way to look at this game, I think, if you're making the case for Dallas, is that that offense is just significantly better and more unique than it's been in the past yeah. three years. And no one – I don't think the Redskins are – like Josh Norman's not playing in this game. Trent Williams isn't playing in this game. Yeah. And the only reason that Washington was able to take advantage of Philadelphia is because Philadelphia's secondary is just abysmal. Yeah. Like just throw it deep and hopefully something connects. At least Dallas' secondary is good. That is, that is, is good.
1: probably the weakest part of Dallas' defense, but it's not a But it's not, it's, but it's exactly. not like it's not Philly's not No, it's secondary. not poor in any way. Um, yeah, and look, there's there's a tangible difference in Dallas. Like, And Dallas can run the ball. Yeah. But but I just mean, like, if, if you want to play the small sample size game of maybe Dallas hasn't turned the corner offensively, I guess that's fine. But, you know, handing the play sheet over to Kellen Moore seems to have done something. And I would say that as long as Garrett is not calling plays, I have... I have a little bit more confidence in that offense.
2: Let's swing back to what Tim said about Oakland. He picked Oakland as a super lock on the pick show. Every Wednesday morning, the best show of the week, besides this one or whatever one you're currently watching is always the best <laughs> show. But that one is the best show. It's the one that gets the most downloads and people like to laugh. It is two hours long. We talk about every game very poorly and give terrible picks. But Tim's on Oakland plus eight. They're down to plus seven at home now. There is reverse line movement in this game, so that boat that does bode well for what Tim is talking about, that the Raiders are far more live in this game. I I'm not out on this Oakland stack. I actually think that is somewhat smart. But this isn't just an Oakland stack. This has to be a game stack. And you have to figure out your parts. Like Josh Jacobs is going to be at $4,700, one of the most popular DraftKings plays of the week. I think you can fade him. And the reason I say that, and listen, I hope he has my season-long teams all hinge on Josh Jacobs being good.
1: So you are Josh Jacobs' number one fan.
2: I, I really am. And he also said that earlier today. Except that for
1: John Gruden, man. He loves that guy, man. I, I Knock on wood if you're with I me. I was
2: talking to Mina. I might get Mikey O to do his John Gruden Monday oh, night previews please every week. Do. Just send me an audio clip. He, he, he does them just for his fantasy league now. And just he played me. And I was like, this is fucking hilarious. This is fantastic. But I think the stack here is very clear. And Tim talked about it being cheap. And when you look at the game total, the game total here is 53 versus 46. And so you're getting almost what a free touchdown in terms of overall points in a game and a lot of those are attributed to dallas in that one game and i understand that they are for the chiefs in this one but you go Carr, waller tyrell williams that's your stack mm-hmm. like it we don't know enough about josh jacobs and the reason that i say that you can fade him in this stack is that if this game plays out to how it's supposed to play out and the chiefs get up 17 to 7 and oakland is playing catch up the entire time we saw monday night how concentrated this offense is and that is so valuable as it pertains to stacking and DraftKings, that, you know, I mean, J.J. Nelson's out for this game too. So watch out for that for the Raiders. But we don't know what happens if the Raiders get down in their backfield situation. You'd pray it's Josh Jacobs on the field all the time, getting seven targets, eight targets. We don't know if that's the case because we haven't seen it happen yet. It could just be Jalen anti-vaxxer Rocket Richard out on the field piling up 12 targets. If that happens, Jacobs, you then have to pray he gets two one-yard touchdowns. On the table... But if we're talking about, like, target share from Derek Carr, he's cheap, Williams is cheap, Waller's cheap. They're all going to be popular. Not Carr so much, but the receiver and the tight end. I do think that is a viable stack. Then you bring it back with Kelsey, and then you have a choice. Do you bring it back with Watkins, or do you bring it back with Hardman, or do you do it with Damian Williams and or LaShawn McCoy? I think Kelsey is a must in that situation. Hardman... Yeah, that's
3: how my stack lines up. Mine is Carr, Jacobs, and Tyrell, and I come back with Kelsey.
2: Now... That is interesting because if Jacobs is the receiving back, that can correlate quite well. Yeah. If it's not, then you're kind of, you're the snake eating its own tail in that situation. You, almost you,
1: need
3: to you see what I'm saying? An right? Oro, what you touchdowns. mean an Olay, sure. That's what a snake eating its own tail is.
2: I wish Cam was here. This is why Tim is here. He knows all about the Ordos, Bordos. Boros, <laughs> um, Boros, But, do you, but do, you, do you see what I'm saying in terms of correlation?
3: Yes, I do. I think it's the most interesting game on the slate this week for, uh, for DK for this exact reason. I think it is the one you can have the most fun with. You can assemble a bunch of different lineups, all of which have uh, reasonable arguments to make. I think the, the offensive talent is loaded on both sides. I, I think it's going to be a heck of a game to watch, and it should be a lot of fun.
2: Um, I actually
3: played a prop from
2: this game, Tyrell Williams, over three and a half receptions.
3: I played oh, four- a cash in the first quarter.
1: Well, um, fuck off. I mean, he's not that type of receiver, yeah. I would say, but.
2: But if they're going to be throwing, that does seem logical. Waller was like five and a half. I was like, eh, that's a bit much. Yeah. That's <laughs> Three a and a half play. seems fine for Tyrell Williams. I think you can play, like, you can play Josh Jacobs. I just don't know as a part of an Oakland stack that he's the right guy. He seems like the odd man out in that situation. That if you were just going to play guys on Oakland anyway, then Jacobs might be the guy just because he's so cheap. He's the cheapest of all the good running backs this week.
3: And that, I think cheaping out at running back is the way to go this week, personally.
2: I, I think that the balance play at running back on DraftKings is the way to go. What well, I have two
3: super cheap backs, and I just spent big on receiver. Yeah, well, you have
2: Peterson, you have Josh Jacobs, and you paid up at receiver. That's what you did. Yeah,
3: I got Hopkins, Wilt, and uh, and Hilton this week because they're so, my two favorite receivers. This week.
2: I, I think Kamara is the best back on this slate, and yep. I yeah. don't I don't want to say that it's not close, but his upside I don't think is close. There but aren't with the McCaffrey ideal off the slate. You have with some
1: of yeah, the yeah, and, and, and
3: McCaffrey McCaffrey's ripped not not apart. Him this Rams defense last week. So there's no reason that Kamara can't do the same.
2: In the same way that McCaffrey can yeah. do it too. Agreed. Seven catches, Agreed. 100 yards, and then maybe you get something going on the ground. You worry about his touchdown upside because Lat Murray is still there, but we just don't know how that's going to come yeah. up. It's, it's not imperative for him to score four touchdowns. And
1: look, we it's, again, a one-game sample. It's, it's nothing to get too excited about, but we, we saw towards the end of last season that with Mark Ingram back in the fold, while Kamara was still the primary back in New Orleans uh, backfield, he was... Averaging just over sixty percent of the snaps, where last week he was up over seventy percent. So while that might not seem like a massive difference, if we're getting Kamara at over seventy percent snap share every single week, uh, you're, you're talking about a guy who was already one of the three best fantasy plays in football, now getting even more volume. So there's nothing to complain about there.
2: No, so that is the one. So I've already told you two of my props so far: Deshaun Watson under twenty-nine and a half rushing yards, tyrell Williams over three and a half receptions. Let's talk about the Saints Rams game though, just for actually no. Before we leave Oakland, uh, me, Cole, hard man, the caveman himself. <laughs> he's going to be returning kicks and punts for the Chiefs as well. Does that do anything like, like you mentioned, he played over 70% of the snaps last week? It was just all Watkins. I don't feel comfortable with him starting in my season long league, but I think that you could realistically take a shot on him.
1: And oh, sure. He's he's pairing with the Chiefs. You, you can double dip. He is the dictionary definition of a GPP flyer. Um, there's not all that crazy a scenario where he scores two 70-yard touchdowns, sort of like Sammy Watkins did last week. He has that speed, and he should possibly have that role. And like you said, it's, it's not even as if he wasn't utilized in the week one game plan. He was out there. He just never saw a target aside from the one target he did see. Um, you'd have to think he plays about 80% of the snaps like he did last week. So if he's going to be on the field in the game, we're all thinking the Chiefs are going to score more than 30 points, and I, I think he's perfectly viable. I'm with you. I would not be putting him out there in anything, anything at 12-man or smaller. You can find someone else, but... Unless, like, you have Mike Williams, and you're hurting. Like, sure. hey, this guy Special might not play, sure. then I'll play Hardman. Uh, but, yeah, far more inclined to use him in DFS. Okay.
2: Um, back to the running backs for a second. Like, uh, when Tim was talking about pay down, pay down and then pay up for receiver. I don't love that so much because I'm not thrilled about the very high-end receivers this week. Well,
3: it means means you pay up for tight end as well if you don't pay up for running back. Yeah,
2: you can get Kelsey or Ingram into your lineup and then you're looking at right. Or Kittle, for that matter. Yeah, maybe. We should play I think Kelsey and Ingram are your better bets for the price point that they're at, but the running backs, I kind of talked about it earlier, that Fournette 63, Michelle 62, Eckler 61, Derek Henry 6,000. I think that's the range. Like you can take three of those guys and it doesn't like annihilate your salary cap. Yeah. And then you can pay down for a receiver or pay up for someone else. You can even put two of them in Kamara into a lineup if you really wanted to, if there are value wide receivers that you like. And with Tyrell Williams on the slate, if Kiki's you know, your bread and butter, uh, not for Tim, but like let's just say you take Tyrell Williams in that yeah. lineup, then you're starting to save a ton of money. DK Metcalf Honestly, is another one that from you, you can throw in. Yeah. Dante Moncra- Moncraft. 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 Moncrief, Moncrief is in a fantastic rebound spot, like 90% of the snaps, 10 too. targets. I think
3: Aaron, Aaron Jones is in a fantastic rebound spot. He's cheaper than he ought to be. There is value on him. I know he played badly last week. I know the Vikings have a good defense, but he's going to get the lion's share of the carries in a game mm. that you expect there's going to be a half-decent amount of running in. He's going to be a guy who will have his opportunities at the line. I think he's a reasonable enough play, and I don't mind him. I don't think a lot of people are going to have. No, nope, you're, you're right, you're right no about that. Going, but but I like, think you might be wins, getting... like, if, the, the, like the, that's the sort of player on who on a single bullet million maker team would, would win because I, I think he's a good play.
1: The problem I think you're going to run into this season there, with. There's kind only of... one guy from that game
3: I actually like. I think that Delvin
2: Cook is the better example of what you're talking about, Tim. I know he's more expensive, but so few people are using him. And he actually gets the lion's share of the workload. Sure. Like, there was still sure. a split between Jones and Jamal Williams last, like, on Thursday night, week one, I know, 500 years ago, whenever that was. But it's a bad matchup, both sides. But Cook at least does enough in the receiving game to overcome it. The only guy I would think about playing as a contrarian play from that game is Adams yeah Um, and I'm not playing him but he's the one that makes the most sense that's
1: someone you could play just because you know his upside again I think the, the issue with someone like Aaron Jones who is involved in the passing game but is not a pass catching running back to the level of Alvin Kamara or Christian McCaffrey where they're having plays specifically designed for them to be involved is he is a very volume dependent back in an offense that while sure under new management is still likely going to be one of the higher pass ratio teams in the NFL. And on top of that, the Vikings really do profile like that team, much like Dallas from two, three years ago, who's just going to run the ball, you know, 55, 57% of their plays and milk the clock. Like, I, I would be very surprised if by the end of the season, Minnesota wasn't, I don't want to say leading the NFL in time of possession, but definitely in the top five. Uh, and if we're limiting the amount of plays Green Bay is going to run, if, if they only get 55 plays off in this game, I just don't know how Aaron gets there.
2: Oh, new new Roto World report: Sam Darnold looking at a three to seven week absence.
3: Yeah, seven weeks. I think is the likeliest. What uh, likely timeline? Uh,
2: it it was well, just uh, our buddy Sorensen had this uh, when he first year of college when he was playing. He's playing fullback and tight end. He, okay. got, he got mono. Maybe it was the last year of high school. Don't quite remember now. But he like he was done for the year. I feel like that is the oh, two yeah.
1: year period when you're supposed to get. But mono. like like, he,
2: like you're. Ability to rupture your spleen is so high. It takes different people, different. It's so. I don't want to say it's. It's not like a concussion, but how some concussions can be like fine four days later, and the other ones can be like eight weeks later, depending on the severity of it. And you can't really tell. It's going to be a wait and see thing with him, and they're not going to put him into a position. How long
1: did Hank Hill get sidelined with his case of mono? His
2: narrow urethra.
1: (laughs) Well, that too.
3: Can't believe he got mono. Of all the things,
2: (laughs) migration. You shouldn't have been making out with his pitcher. You used your demon powers on him. You were at home like Bleh. Which Which
3: publication
1: actually brought up the word curse this week with the Jets? Was it the Post? The New York Post did.
2: Cursed. And eventually the New York Post will have an ander cursed headline. Don't sleep on the Chargers oh, being super oh cursed. Oh my either. god.
1: There's going to be a scenario where Tim is almost the anti Postman Ed. Where how he's Stop this like calling him that. He's this uh sort of false prophet for all of the good things in Jets fandom Tim will be the hated Jets fan the one who curses them all the time
2: I like this a lot I like where and then he'll have on. to fight postman is streets. hated in his hometown what's that yeah that's fine yes you're yes
1: it. you're a martyr Tim everyone knows that
2: the curse really doing its damage
1: on the poor church let,
3: too. let it quote unquote do its worst it I is doing its worst,
1: worst. it is currently happening you ever I thought, know. I was playing around with this this uh, earlier this week, the three main guests you have on your show you, are me,
2: Tim, Tim, and, Tim Jeff. and Jeff, yep.
1: uh, three fans of just horribly sad football teams. You also, through your platform, introduced the world to Tim. In a way, are you responsible for all this? Yes. Okay.
2: But it's not affecting Would you me. say
1: you're cursed, though?
2: i i'm not cursed you're not cursed. i'm using the reverse curse to help propel my career okay just by bringing on you sad sacks all the time people are like oh man i feel bad for these guys that's fair i'm not a sad sack yeah you're basically saddy doctor dumping-ton. sad sack i'm not saddy dumpington you are saddy dumpington old dumps old dumps <laughs> uh <laughs> i feel like we should really talk about the game of the day at some point sure saints at rams yeah it's a fun one uh it's now well, It's now... The game of the day is not Raiders-Chiefs. I hate to tell you. That's a fun fun game. That's a fun game for fantasy. This is like a legit, like, real game.
3: All right, fine. Let's talk about it.
2: Minus one and a half for the Rams. I don't know how to approach this. Like, fantasy-wise, you start all your guys. Like, that's... It's hard to talk about this from a season-long perspective because you drafted all these guys to be starters this is a fantastic matchup 52 and a half is the game total you're just starting the guys that you start DraftKings wise bit trickier because it's the game you want to have access to we carry it. who do you take minus one and a half like i said for the rams now too i still like the saints in the spot in a revenge situation i love kamara in this game he'd be the guy i'd play and for the rams there's already reports coming up this morning that malcolm brown is getting the goal line work again that's coming out of Los Angeles already. I believe it was Ian Rappaport who reported, so maybe he's fake news. We don't know. But Brandon Cooks is the guy for me. Revenge game. Exactly. Revenge game. If I have to, like, you can't flip a coin between three people, and I, I don't play Dungeons & Dragons, so I can't roll that weird die, that we're going good. We're we're doing well here. We're going with Brandon Cooks. Revenge game. He's the deep play guy.
1: Yeah, and, and look, I think Cooks was in a particularly tough matchup. Um, I think James Bradbury's... One of the better corners in the league that no one really talks about, uh, and he came out of week one with Pro Football Focus's best coverage grade, and he was primarily the guy who was covering Cooks. Too in that many match cooks. Ups. Too many. Not this week. I, Not
2: this week. I, I DM. Forgot all about that thing on Twitter this week for the first time in two years. As it turned out, what's the what was the last DM? You sent me this thing from oh, Too Many the... Cooks of one of the guys named James White. <laughs> right. I was like, "What is this?" But yeah 2017 was the last time that we dm'd on twitter there you go i usually just text you yeah
3: but i was just sent- i forgot
1: that there was a guy named james white in that yeah
2: there we are. people are really digging the the name here timmy sad sacks it's a pretty good oh name, yeah
3: Kenny. just what just just what i need is another made-up nickname
2: how about custy old sad sacks that's a pretty no, good
3: people one. as a rule call me top cat
2: right yeah that is something they, they do not yep. just like right. how you how you mentioned that people walk up to you and give you trophies for not being cussed
3: that only happened once lies just
1: full of lies wasn't it on a bus?
2: Who knows? Tim doesn't take the. Do you think ritzy Tim takes the bus? No, that's as true. he calls it the peasant wagon.
3: I <laughs> don't say any of those things.
2: <laughs> Very elitist, Tim. So, no, I'm not Ma- Michael Thomas. Pass. Lat Murray. Pass. Nah. Not Gin. Gin only at home on fast tracks.
3: Yeah. Yep. Pass. Yeah, and Breeze's I numbers. I say start your Rams. Don't play many of your saints. I just that's the way I feel. I don't you, trust you, the Saints. you? you, you
2: play. You play the Saints that you're like you're going to play. Well, Michael Thompson long,
3: sure, but yeah. not in like DFS. I'm saying,
2: like, is this I a game take you want from this game? Yeah, Are you stacking this game? Because I'm not. Like, no,
1: I just think maybe uh just just a bit of exposure. Like I said, I like Cooks. Um, if you can get Chimera, perfect. Uh, I like I he's gonna be incredibly Make popular. Here.
2: Do we? Davis made a good point that if if Gurley was fifty five hundred bucks, it a would make a lot of sense. Enticing, but he's, yeah. he's just too expensive. Like he's still seven thousand bucks.
1: Yeah, but you can. He's do, never not going to be that. You know, he. I mean, unless he plays there's poorly. a very real scenario in three weeks. He's fifty five. Like he's dropped nine hundred bucks from week one to week two. He was over ten thousand dollars. I think four different times last season. So we're already seeing this happen.
2: Like, if he, yeah, if he gets down to the $6,000 range, like, I don't like him better than Fournette, Michelle, Eckler, or Derrick Henry. I just don't.
1: No. Or even Chris
2: Carson, for that matter. He's in a bad matchup.
1: Because when it comes to Eckler, even, like, I understand he's going to be incredibly popular, but we've already talked about Mike Williams not playing. Hunter Henry's not playing. I just don't see how he doesn't get another seven to nine targets in this game. Like, I would just take that at almost $1,000 less than Gurley every single time
2: do want to let everyone know that this show will be available on the Pat Mayo Experience audio feed at around 10.35, 10.40 a.m. Eastern Time. We'll cut it off right when we start the live chat with the viewers. So if you want to hit the gym or go for a run or, I don't know, have a beat and, like, stay in bed for the next two hours, you can turn on the Pat Mayo Experience. Have the beat first. That'd just be weird if you were listening to that. But uh, Remember to subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio yeah. podcast. You can get it all. That's what Tim had planned on doing. Now he's all mad gonna
1: listen back to himself and have a beat dr tim can i catch mono from having a beat listen to this podcast
3: oh My gracious this is uh, sunday morning let's not talk so foully
1: i don't think he understands the show really Custy, sad
2: sacks old god boy over here fuck off uh chargers and lions trap game of the week it's just a straight yes. up straight up no bet for me just stay i away sort from of now this regret
3: game. that i took the the chargers on the show to be quite honest my th- instincts told me to take the Lions, and I didn't take the Lions. And now I feel like I'm going to hate myself when Detroit kicks a field goal to win. Well, you are a cussy sad sack.
1: You'll probably hate yourself anyway.
3: Uh, Detroit plus one now. It's basically down to a pick them Yeah, of course. The steam is going to come in on Detroit. I don't know. Like, the sharp money can't possibly back the Chargers here.
2: Everyone's like, the, if you look at, like, the, the public bet percentages, right. people are still backing the Chargers here.
3: Oh, the public will. Yeah, sure. The Chargers are, are certainly a square side. Now, sometimes the square sides win.
2: Yeah, but you, you don't seem to know, like, what sharp sides and what square sides are. Like, you're, yes, gener- you're generally, very, you're generally very, very the square side.
3: Sense. I have a very good sense of these things. You, you really don't. You have a, no, before, I do idea. I really do.
2: D- before we jump into this game, Gary, did you see yesterday what he was talking about doing with dipping bread? I did. So, Tim, can you explain instead of...
1: Can I, can I say, Joe, just, just to get a little bit of insight in before we get to this amazing story, uh, James White... He's at the stadium. Okay. Uh, Antonio Brown officially will play. Will play. Quickly on that. I don't want to spend too much on it. I'm not playing.
2: Antonio Neither am I. Tim? Josh Gordon you're hit 580s. You're not playing
3: either? Nice. You're, not just, you're just not playing
2: Brown? I'm not playing either of them. You're not playing James White? Uh, not if I'm not so forced in to. In season no. long, you bench James White.
1: No, in season long, you're playing James uh, White, I think. Depends on who else I have. I think in a PPR, you're still just going to play him.
3: I have him. He's not a top 24 running back. No, this
1: but week. I think it'd be hard. You'd be oh, hard no. pressed probably my find is a better ruined flex play. Anyway,
3: it doesn't matter who I play. I can't win.
1: I forgot he has James White. Does he? Yeah. That's oh, so how Tim's playing him. Yeah.
3: Good. For I him. have to, but I I can't win this week. I'm up against a Juggernaut.
2: Like every time that you look, like when Gordon comes in, or when we see these short-term wide receivers come in and play for the Patriots, they all play like yeah. twelve snaps. Now Brown might catch three touchdowns because they force feed him the ball, and we'll sit here looking like idiots. But if I'm trying to bank on the Hollywood Brown game from last week, where you get four catches on twelve snaps, like that's tough. Like that, that's really tough treading to try to rely on. I am his wide receiver number forty-one this week. Yeah, I play Michael I'm, Irvin I'm over
1: him. Particularly excited. Um, like I said, I. I, I love Josh Gordon on DraftKings this week at five eight. Great price. Um, fantastic price. Yeah, I just we, we saw this. And I look, I'm not saying they're the same person, but you're right. We we saw a as similar a situation, as as similar a test case as you could possibly have for this playout last season. And Gordon played I think it was thirty percent of the snaps this first week there. Like it it's just not gonna be that big a debut, I, and, I and, don't
2: think. And don't forget, Antonio Brown's dealing with the hot foot still. Actually he's got the
1: cold foot. The cold foot, which has become a hot foot. Yes. Stuff.
2: So, unless they just, it just, in this game, DraftKings wise, Brady by himself might actually
3: be a good play. Yeah. Because you don't know who he's going to be throwing it to. It could be Dorset again, but. Yeah, and he, they're incredibly arrogant, and so they could be up by 40 points and he'd still be in the ballgame because they just don't care. Do, do
2: we have any word? I guess if White is going to play, that means Damian Harris will probably end up being inactive, inactive. again. I would Then Sony Michelle is the one guy that you want to play on DraftKings this week.
1: Yeah, I, I do think Sony Michelle's in a great spot. Um, I, I think this is a situation, too, where after an incredibly disappointing game in week one. Um, I don't think he's going to be, I wouldn't say he's going to have a low ownership, but again, in that situation where he's in that group of four running backs who are all very viable, uh, him just being next to Eckler. I feel like so many people are just going to side with Eckler. If I
3: compelled you to roster one player from the fish in DK, who would it be? Probably Probably Devontae Parker
1: Parker or Preston Williams. Those are the only two people I could think of. I mean,
3: with... Albert Wilson is out for this
2: game. So you'd think Williams might get... I think Drake has potential here to catch, like, nine passes. Sure.
1: We we talked about this last week. Um, His best DFS and fantasy performances tend to come in games the Dolphins lose. I'm going to go out on a limb and say they lose this game. Um, He's going to have a big year. (laughs) Yeah, he's going to have a big year. Exactly. Um, Again, I, I guess in a weird way, even though this... Even though it worked out where the Ravens had a quick strike offense last week, the Dolphins, again, they, they only ran 48 plays. Yeah, they're also, they're just bad. They're like, just, just horrible. How about, how about,
2: don't play any Dolphins, and you'll probably be better off.
1: They were the most pressured per dropback team of any team in week one. Like, there's just nothing to like here. But yeah, Devontae is the guy, I guess.
2: If you had to. If you had to. I, I think it'd be Michelle was the best play from this game, and Brady is probably second. But or Or the one D that's not getting talked up fantasy-wise this week is Patriots D. It's a good spot to be in against yeah. the Fitzmagic.
1: Um, they, they are pricey, but still. Let's say you did have a lineup of, you know, Tom Brady, and maybe you played both Edelman and Gordon. Would you mind bringing it back with Devonta? Just to have something there? Or is this a situation where it, you're not even... If
2: you went out of your way to game stack this game, sure. Why not? I'm not going out of my way to game stack this game.
1: I think that's a fair way to
2: put it. Okay. The one that I actually... Bread story first, before we yeah, get to that sneaky... Sorry. I don't even think it's a sneaky... you going to let this go. I don't think it's a sneaky stack, but it's a game that I'm very intrigued by as the fantasy potential for it. So what was going to be your little preface to this? Oh, no,
1: I was just I just wanted to tell everyone that Antonio Brown was going oh, to play okay. in this game.
2: So Tim, uh, if you've not been following along with the show, weird, for one thing, just bizarre stuff. But Tim finally found out that some restaurants, like most restaurants, uh, give you bread with dipping oil. To, that's how you eat it instead of, like, margarine or cold butter. Uh, nicer places tend to do this, and like middle places and higher up low end places i'll do this place tim eats at you know just lowest of the low they don't have that um but tim you said you're going to like adapt this a little bit to now that you're in on it yeah you've decided to mix up the ingredients
3: well i was saying i was out a couple of evenings ago and i was saying you know not everybody has balsamic vinegar in their house or extra virgin olive oil kicking around so i was like i i don't given the fact that oil is oil i don't see a big difference i think you could easily supplant the olive oil for canola oil or sunflower oil or peanut oil or vegetable oil, and then mix it with, instead of balsamic vinegar, use uh, malt vinegar, which is actually better vinegar anyway. So I don't see why you couldn't like put some canola oil and some malt vinegar in and then put some Texas toast in the toaster, let it pop up, cut it into squares or points uh, if you're fancy, and then uh, dip it in that way. I, I think that, would it be as good as balsamic and olive oil? No. I, I don't think it would be as good, but it would be perfectly serviceable, and I think, I think pretty good as well. I mean, malt vinegar is delicious. Oil is oil. What's the difference?
2: That sounds fucking horrendous.
3: No, it doesn't. Anyway.
2: Oh, but also, by the way, you want to cut your grilled Texas toast into points if you're fancy. If you are eating this, you are not fancy, sir. God, doesn't that sound no, horrible? No.
1: Look, I, I'll preface this by saying I'm I'm not a big fan of the the oil and vinegar approach anyway, but oh man that is uh what's the difference
2: uh we have a question from the audience yes sir you all i wanted to say is that uh if you have to put malt vinegar in replacement of uh of the vinaigrette or whatever well, like okay. it's already not fancy like you just sound
1: poor <laughs> yeah that's that's, that's all that, I, had I think to that's a take yeah it's a solid take
3: no i don't think it is a solid take i mean i think balsamic vinegar is incredibly overrated i think olive oil is incredibly overrated also, how uh, big? How
1: big a bottle of malt vinegar do you just have sitting in your kitchen?
3: I have like a reason one because it's good, great with fish. He just drinks
2: it. <laughs> how do they no, serve it at of no, delight? Or if or he, from, he drinks malt it's vinegar, it's how's he
1: going to get it in his seven DCs a day?
3: Maybe
2: he mixes them together: malt <laughs> vinegar, diet coke. No, you can't no, mix I'm things with like coke. No, i not
3: like Laverne mixing my Pepsi and my milk like Laverne. From Laverne What a, what what
1: what what? a very
3: yeah, topical a reference. reference. No, I don't remember. The show came on before I was born, you moron. Okay.
1: Good I do God. like to imagine that Tim has a giant sweater with a T on it. <laughs> I'm Tim.
2: <laughs> t for Tim. Not boy. T- I don't time know that to all that leave. Strange. It's really strange and it's like sad, is where I wanted to get at with that.
1: We have to even, have some fun on Sunday. Even mornings. in my head, because when I read this yesterday, I thought at the very least with this Texas toast, oh, like I guess he's just going to throw it in the oven and like get some char marks on it or something. No, he's toasting it because of course it's the most low rent possible <laughs> way to do, do it. everything. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm sure I'm shocked you didn't microwave it, to tell you the truth. Oh, microwave some no, toast. Get it, get it nice and, and soggy
3: for you. Really soak up that malt it. vinegar. Texas <laughs> toast is perfect for toast because it's thick, so you get the nice crispiness on the outside, but the inside is still very soft and, and uh, the way you want it. So really vegetable yeah, like garlic
1: things. bread, sure.
2: All right. Seahawks at Steelers. This is the sneaky game that I was talking about. Minus three and a half. The Steelers are now favored. That's down from four forty seven. Um is the over-under here. Pittsburgh stack I find very intriguing, basically because if you game stack this, the options that you have to bring it back with with from Seattle super intriguing. So you can go Ben, tends to play really well at 1 o'clock yep. on Sundays. Juju, who's just in a great rebound spot here because mm-hmm. he's not playing the Patriots anymore. And
1: again, terrible secondary in Seattle.
2: And then you have Dante Moncrief, who's super cheap, had 10 targets, played over 90% of the snaps. People are getting all the buzz about James Washington. Moncrief's going to be the guy. But
1: Pat... He was third in the NFL in air yards for week one. That's
2: good. That's good news. Now, you don't get points for that, but that is good for projecting forward. So those three guys as a part of the Steelers, and then you can bring it back. You have your choice between three guys, I think. All Um, the tight ends? Well, there's only one tight end. This this joke
1: is going to die at some
2: point. I know. It was brought up again on the ranking show with Jake this week. So you have no Walt Disney. He's (laughs) off making cartoons and sketching or something like that. So you have Nick, the best of man, Vanette. At twenty six hundred bucks, uh, that
3: one needs some work.
2: Yeah, you, you don't tell me what needs work or not. No,
3: no, I, I tell you when they're good. I tell you when they're. Yeah, not. that's, good. that's, that's, that's also really not new. Work. Yeah, that, that's. And that's also... been playing for three years. I don't remember that one. That needs some work. So twenty. Yeah. whole monitor. I'm cows. already <laughs> monitoring the chat because there are people answering people's questions. P- P- people
2: it. are allowed to answer questions until we actually start doing the chat. No, so, I don't like them doing it either. So that's a bad <laughs> tone. I <laughs> don't think they can do it when they're not supposed to be doing it at all. So Vinette at twenty six hundred bucks. He's going to be on the field for, like, 90% of these snaps. Uh, With Pittsburgh's, like, quality run defense, maybe Chris Carson doesn't just plunge it in every time they get into the red zone. They have to throw to a tight end. David Moore looks like he's not going to play either, so he's just going to be on the field. He could be a big zero, Mm -hmm. but he could also be two touchdowns. $2,600 saves you a a lot of salary cap here. Then you kind of have to make your choice of Tyler Lockett's going to play. I think people are kind of down on him after last week. And we just saw slot receivers annihilate Pittsburgh. Yeah last Sunday night. So he's in a nice spot and he's in that sort of zone where people are targeting receivers, but not him. Or you could just say, let's go, DraftKings Metcalf, he got it in his name, he's cheap, and he has these big play, he has the big play potential that if you went Ben, Juju, Moncrief, and some combination of Vanette Lockett, Vanette Metcalf, you can still afford good
1: players. The beauty of taking any Seattle receiving target is just through the sheer virtue of having Russell Wilson as their quarterback, no matter what their combine numbers were, they're all big play threats because he's the best deep ball throwing quarterback we have in the NFL right now.
3: They're all twix.
1: <laughs> At least that one was within the last twenty years.
3: I don't think. Uh, that was no, awesome. it actually, no, wasn't. It 25,
1: was not. I don't think it 25, was twenty five years. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I like. I, I don't say this often, but I like Lockett a lot in this game. Um, he's still clearly got the stupid freaking efficiency magic from last year, where he can catch one pass for a forty one yard touchdown. Illusions, Garion. Um Yeah, I think you're right. I think no one really wants to have Lockett this week. There's there's concerns about his target share from week one. There's concerns about his injury, uh, and there are few players with the upside of Tyler Lockett at that price range.
2: I'm with you. I like him as a part of. The, I like him more than Metcalf in the stack, but it depends on how much you're actually going to spend.
1: Sure, yeah, but I, I don't I think, think th- both both are both are viable pieces for your lineup construction, because there's, like you said, there's a $2,000 difference between the two.
2: Like, Juju is going to be a popular DraftKings play this week, which totally makes sense. he's
3: going to have a big day.
2: I hope so. But the Ben part of it I don't think is going to be the popular part. So if you want to get access to this game, you might as well go all in on it. I like it more than the Redskins stack, I'll say that. Unlike Uh, Tim.
1: Let's not jump to conclusions.
2: Uh, Very quickly on these other games, Ravens are still 13-point favorites against Arizona. I like the Ravens to cover the 13, still. Sure. Uh, I don't know who to play from this game. Like Ingram and, well, who I wouldn't play anyway. But Ingram, Andrews, and Hollywood Brown are all still dealing with injuries. I think Willie Sneed is potentially like the sneaky guy in this game. Sure.
3: Um, I think the Cardinals are the way to play the stack, actually. I, I think you can play. there's any Raven I want. I think I'm you can play from Jackson. both sides. You just play Jackson um, by himself. But yeah, again, the Jackson by himself that'd be fine. But I think the Cardinals are the way to stack it if you were so inclined to do so.
1: I I do like Christian Kirk in this game.
3: Um, More than Keyshawn Johnson, two
1: Well, I think that, but that all works well, in his the favor. The Cardinals right? didn't blow the first overall pick on the draft on him. Fair. Um, but Wait. you you look at what his path could have been last week, like by by target share, by air yards, by snaps played. Like it was it was identical. To the role that Fitz played in that contest, it just so happened that Fitz caught his passes. Well, he catches everything. He He,
3: doesn't. Well, that's the thing that I I think Fitz is a guy who they're not going to be over targeting until like the fourth quarter. He's going to be like the security blanket when when the times are tight. That's where. So he's very hard to play in DK because I think he only is valuable in games that are close. I think games that are routes, uh, one way or the other. I don't think Fitz. I mean, I I, think I still think
1: he's
2: going to be. With that take, actually, yes. So uh, this is why
3: in a game where at least. By the numbers, it's a 13-point spread. I don't think you can play it because the books think it's going to be a big win for Baltimore. Did you know that
2: in their franchise history,
3: the Ravens have never lost a
2: game in which they've been favored by double digits? Ever. Really? That's crazy, right?
1: Is that like just baltimore ravens
2: or does that no, baltimore ravens okay it like, yeah,
1: wouldn't include the cleveland
2: browns
3: part
1: of their history <laughs> uh
2: next game i was gonna
1: say i, I was mystified
2: yeah uh, next game very quickly the bills are minus two favorites in new york uh although yeah. that after this game that they will have played as many games as the jets and giants at the meadowlands combined so far this season until monday night bills are still my super lock minus two in this game uh, i like josh allen i like john brown Bills fan, Paul's all over Devin Singletary, but I just think that
3: Josh uh, Allen. I'm, I'm a little worried. About Josh Devin Allen just takes away from league. his
2: bottom line. Yeah. Is the problem? Stop it, Tim.
3: The Bills are going <laughs> to no, win this game you comfortably. Are... Then they have the Bengals. Like everything starts. Shut, to shut up. Stop. No. Stop cursing the Bills. But Everyone else is cursed.
1: You're correct. At the end of the day, um, you know, and you could you could probably say they're going to give Singletary more than four carries this week. And sure, he had 98 yards on nine touches. That's fantastic. Can do it. But it was, I think, 43 to 18 was what he outsnapped Frank Gore by in a game that they were instantly trailing by a touchdown. I, I just think that, like you said, I think the Bills get control of this game. And when we do that, Frank Gore's going It's a Frank Gore game. Um, and, yeah, at the end of the day, we know that Josh Allen is the goal linebacker for this team.
2: Yeah, and no Sterling Shepard for the Giants, which means 8,000 targets for Evan Ingram. So much in Evan Ingram. Uh, and Barkley, Ingram are the only two I'd play from that side, and I'm not even...
1: Barkley I don't mind Barkley in, just as, like, I don't think anyone's going to have Barkley this week. I think
2: They won't. It might be actually a nice week He's to the play only him.
1: player over 9,000 on this slate. I think everyone looks at the Bills and says that's a terrible matchup, and they're right. But he's not a guy you look at for matchup.
2: Yeah, Barkley can just overcome bad Barkley matchups Barkley is straight so up good. just
1: an ownership guy, and I, I'm going to have him in a couple places.
2: My third of four props this week, John Brown over 52 and a half yards.
1: Seems low, right? It could take one pass. Yeah, that's what I'm so, saying.
2: And he's the guy that they target in this offense. Besides Cole Beasley, three yards away from the line of scrimmage. But well, his, everyone's
1: got to have the Jamison Crowder. Yeah,
2: that, this is true. Colby's up to five and a half receptions. I had to pass on that
1: one. Yeah, it's getting... So getting Brown right is
2: there. the third part of that. I still love the Bills in this spot. We talked about Dallas and Washington. Colts and the Titans. This is the four, the last of my player props. Derrick Henry over 84 and a half receiving plus rushing yards in this game. I just watched what, every, what the Chargers did to the Colts on the ground last week. It does seem like if there is a spot to get at the Chargers defensively, especially with Perriman still banged up, just run the ball down their throats. They can't stop it, and that's the Titans' path. Like they're three and a half point favorites in this game. We all pick the Colts. Everyone hates Tennessee. Maybe Tennessee is good. Who knows? Like I don't want to play any of their receivers. And honestly, on the Colts, there's no one I'm thinking about playing. You could play Mac, but yeah, I,
1: could, I, I don't want to. Mac. No, I'm not. I'm not in, intrigued by him. All
2: that. I'm
3: much definitely going to play Hilton. Definitely, no question about it.
2: How far away? Like, were what, what you outside smoking or something? No, it doesn't matter what I was doing. I think it does. I
3: was getting a DC. I wow. was oh,
2: getting another DC. Gotta, gotta, yeah, I ran, ha- other, ha- I ran another one. How many DCs have you drank
3: already at ten a.m.? It's eleven twenty-five, and I have had. It doesn't matter how many I've had. <laughs> this, is number, this is number three.
2: Number three DC is getting them in you bright and early, getting all fired up. So I really I'm like. This is six
3: a.m. Okay, so have I. I'm not here drinking DCs. What happened to coffee? Was coffee not good enough for you? I started on coffee. I make the switch. I'm actually making the switch earlier in the day. Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, I think Hilton has a big day. I saw, what I saw in week one, the Colts both understand Hilton's their best receiver, and Brissett is going to use him as much as possible. So, yeah, I I I I think he's a, almost a must play at this point.
2: I think that Henry is the only must-play from this game. I just think this lines up really, really well for him and what they want to do. Sure. Uh, the, the other two games that we just didn't talk about, Niners at Bengals, anything? I got nothing. Niners D, now, Bengals I, D like, maybe.
3: I, I do rather like Kittle in this game. Well, sure. But, I mean, and I don't But well, you only Ross. like that because he Kittles your timbers, Tim. <laughs> I also have nothing against playing Ross uh, in this game. But I feel like Ross was real fluky last week. Yeah. Oh, and Niners defense. They're yeah. my DFS sure. defense. Niners, I like
2: Niners them this week. can Niners D and Bengals D I think you could play too, just because Garoppolo looks terrible. Breda is interesting, just because he was so bad last week. Yeah. And as it turns out after watching the Carolina games, that Tampa's run defense might actually be good.
1: They're just healthy.
2: Yeah. And, I mean, that's what they did. They loaded up on run stoppers. Yeah. Uh, the other one was Chicago and Denver. I can't make a case for who you'd want to play outside of the defenses. Um... Allen Robinson. Yeah, maybe. I was going to say
1: Robinson's probably the best. And this from a DraftKings there. perspective, yeah. we're talking
2: about here.
3: Um, Cohen maybe. Yeah, Cohen sure he's cheap. I mean, he, he he's going to catch a lot of those little dump passes. We saw it last week. The problem now is we're just in a
1: full fledged three running back system. Yeah, um, and, and Cohen probably gets the most snaps
3: and the most touches
1: in that system. But great. I don't know. It's it's we're, we're talking about splitting a very small pizza three ways here. Like, it's, it's just not a good offense. Like
3: the ones yeah. we used to get at McDonald's?
1: Yeah. Oh, those are oh, so good. Did those come with threes? They
2: no,
3: they, with were three? yeah, they, were they were four slices. They were four slices, but they were the real tiny they personal They were tiny family. pizzas, though. They seemed tiny back in the day. Um, last
2: one, Eagles and Falcons for the showdown slate. Anytime that the Eagles or one man is on a showdown slate, you know who you play? Primetime! Darren Sproles, always. Oh. Guy has the best prime time numbers of maybe any player in history. I was just going to
1: say that Julio Jones has gone off Against the Eagles, the last four times. Oh,
2: like if you're stacking this game, take like Miles Sanders, Darren Sproles, Matt Ryan, and all th- anyone who catches passes. Yeah, pass catcher, running back, pass catchers versus the Falcons, and then deep ball receivers versus the
1: Eagles. That's what you're looking at. Also, here. Julio garbage time touchdown could be early indicator that all of the normalization is going to happen this season with Julio. He was twenty five touchdowns. He, was,
2: he had normalization last year.
1: He got like six touchdowns. That's
2: big for him. That's
1: true. It was more than none. <laughs>
2: But Ridley is someone to really watch out for sure, this game. Sure, yeah. But this isn't on the main slate. You're playing those guys anyway. All right. That's going to do it for us for the live portion of the podcast, at least. We're going to send this to iTunes. Rate, review, and subscribe if you want to get into a draw for 20 DK bucks. Subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience. Download the show. Leave a five-star review. Leave your DraftKings handle. Tell me something nice you like about the show. So for all you audio listeners out there, have a great week, too. A very profitable week, too. Good luck. We'll see you next time.
1: Mayo Experience! EXPERIENCE!